Hi, everybody. I'm Thea. And I'm Mati, and this is our podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our Pointers podcast. Today's topic is a topic both Thea and I empathize with and are very excited to talk about. We are talking about Seth self-love and our journeys with it we also want to apologize because last week we didn't air an episode we were just super busy with school and life and couldn't really make it so we are uh, having an extra episode sometime soon yeah um once again like apologies for all of that i feel like you know, with the start of the school year, we got a little bit overwhelmed and probably like didn't figure out how to organize ourselves properly. So we take full responsibility for that and we will try to be better and not miss any more episodes. And, you know, we're here on episode nine for you guys about self-love. And this was initially planned to be released a week ago. So on Valentine's Day, and it was a really revolutionary concept because everybody's talking about loving others, but we're going to be talking about loving ourselves. So I mean, yes. you know, <laughs> it was a really good idea, but just like keep that frame of mind, even if it's a week later. <laughs> For the structure of this episode, we are going to be starting off with an introduction, as usual, a little bit of our stories, our experiences, and just our overall opinions. Then we're going to be taking a realistic look at self-love and just comparing, like, shedding a light on something that people don't usually talk about and showing what self-love can look like realistically and how it's not necessarily perfect all the time. Next, we'll move on to sharing our tips for self-love and self-care and how to have a better relationship with yourself. We will then move on to doing the Q&A from the questions you guys submitted on Instagram. And lastly, of course, our weekly favorites. So let's dive right in. Okay, so I guess I'll start with my experience with self-love. I feel like this is really similar to my history with body image and what we talked about in that episode. I feel like there's definitely something to be said about self-love and it's that it must be on the inside and on the outside. Self-love isn't just about liking what you see in the mirror. It's about liking who you are as a person, your personality, your traits, and all of that stuff. It's not only external and I feel like there is a lot of emphasis in the media about loving your external appearance, but self-love goes so much beyond. This goes so much beyond that. I feel like, again... Um, as I am with body image, with self-love, I'm definitely in a position of like advocating for neutrality. I don't want people to go over to the narcissistic end where they're just completely obsessed with themselves and can't recognize, you know, that they're human beings which are prone to make mistakes. I feel like self-love is ideally a middle ground where you fully accept yourself and appreciate yourself but are very much in a position to grow and where you're willing to improve, to work on those weaknesses you may have and those struggles and improve the aspects which aren't so amazing about yourself, but always from a place of abundance and love towards yourself. I also feel like with self-love comes the concept of accepting your flaws and accepting you are flawed and that every human being is flawed and that's totally okay. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I feel like 
and I would love to like get a bit deeper in this, but I feel like there's a lot of resistance towards accepting your flaws because people think that if you accept them, that means that you don't want to work on them, when in reality, that's totally wrong. In fact, the best place from where to work on something is from a place of love. And you got to accept yourself first in order to work on those weaknesses in the best way possible. Because a lot of people think that fixing your issues or whatever you consider like your problems is going to lead you to happiness. But if you don't accept yourself from the beginning, then you're not going to accept yourself when you fix those circumstances love self-love doesn't depend on the situation you're in and even if you change the situation if you don't change the way you look at things you're still going to battle with self-love so it's important to heal like from the inside before anything else because if you don't then you'll be stuck on all other aspects and sort of following this line i feel that it is amazing for people to love themselves and it fills me with pride when i see other people around me just you know fully exercising that but I feel like this whole movement is getting a little bit hard for me to navigate, for me at least, because I feel like everybody is so in your face about it. And again, like, I feel like, you know, more power to you if you love yourself. But I feel like there's definitely something to be said for maybe people who struggle with self-love and are surrounded by people who are just bragging about how much they love themselves. I feel like that's a really uncomfortable situation to be in. But then again, you can't ask the people that love themselves to like dial it down just so they don't make others uncomfortable. That's not hey, fair just either. just tone it down. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's not fair to them, but I empathize with the people in the situation of just feeling intimidated and I must say like I definitely get frustrated when people like don't shut up about how much they love themselves and their journey and you know how they overcame those obstacles like it just gets me to a point where I kind of roll my eyes and this could be maybe because I don't love myself as much as they do and I'm pretty comfortable with how much I love myself I feel like it's a healthy amount but yeah you know I feel like People just being all up in your face about it and there being one stereotype of what self-love looks like can get a little bit slippery. Yeah, I totally get it. Like, you're just, I mean, and you don't have to fit the stereotypes for it mm -hmm. to be valid. You just have to learn what works for you and just love yourself that way. Yeah, I totally agree. I think you're the person who can set the standard for what self-love looks like for you because something that can be really enjoyable for me may be dreadful for another person so at the end of the day that's not self-love for them but it is for me so I feel like it's definitely super subjective and we're just going to be sharing our experiences today you know take it or leave it we understand that it varies from person to person yeah I also wanted to talk about the quote that's like nobody's gonna love you if you don't love yourself because I think this is completely irrational okay hear me out I feel like sometimes people don't love themselves sometimes people are battling with their own journeys and their own struggles and if you add to all of that somebody telling them that they are unlovable I feel like that's just gonna set them off the edge I feel like you can love like anybody honestly like there are people who have fallen in love with like pedophiles you know like you can fall in love with anybody regardless of whatever inner turmoils they have and I'm no I don't want to compare like somebody who's struggling with self-love to a pedophile I'm just trying to make a point that <laughs> you know like you can you can fall in love with anybody and 
people who are struggling with self-love are definitely not the exception and they shouldn't be portrayed as these terrifying creatures that nobody should get near to because that's not the case they're human beings as well and they're going through a very vulnerable human struggle so i feel like they should definitely be treated with like all of that respect and again i feel like people also will say like if somebody oh tracing back to that initial point i feel like you know even if you're struggling with self-love, that ne- that probably means that you don't see how much of an amazing person you are. But that doesn't mean that other people won't be able to see it. People will sometimes see how amazing you are, even if you do everything in your power to hide it. So that's important to remember. And then people also say that you won't be able to love anybody else if you don't love yourself. And I feel like, unfortunately, it's the complete opposite. I feel like people who don't love themselves are those who are most keen to give all of their love and give their everything to other people. And that's going to lead them to disappointment because sometimes those other people won't reciprocate. So I feel like you can love others if you don't love yourself. But what's going to happen is going to lead you into a very unhealthy position where you're going to feel deficient, where you're going to feel lacking, where nobody else is going to fill that void because you've created it for yourself and you're the one who needs to heal it so i just wanted to talk about you know all of that dilemma because i feel like it's like very like poorly worded what do you think Mati? i feel like uh obviously nobody's gonna love you if you can't love yourself that's not true <laughs> you are lovable <laughs> you are lovable and you're amazing and Again, you have flaws, but you can work on them. And you're, you'll always mm-hmm. have flaws. We all have flaws. And that's something that's inevi- inevitable. But I feel like um, I take the... you. I mean, you can't love somebody else until you learn how to love yourself. Not like you can't love, but like you can't love again properly but properly is not the right word is just one that i use and excuse me because there's no proper love Mm -hmm. all loves are proper but i guess properly properly in the in what you were saying about like Mm -hmm. properly for me in this Mm -hmm. case means that you're you won't give all of your love to them and then just feel disappointed because you feel like you're lacking in some kind so properly here like for me means like you have to learn how to love yourself so you can take a little of all that love you have to give and keep it for you for yourself i really love that yeah uh let's move on to um my journey and with self-love so self-love has always been a tricky concept for me because again i've kind of lacked that for a long time i but i've grown into loving myself and again i acknowledge and i accept my flaws and i work on day i work on them and it's totally normal to have flaws. Like maybe you're a little too narcissistic or maybe you're a little too self-involved or you're a little too... um, I mean, or you're the opposite, but those are flaws and it's totally okay to have them. Every human being has them. What matters here is that we work on them and we work to feel better 
<laughs> I do this thing on calls where I just randomly put my nails in front of the camera because I got them done in gel for the first time a couple of weeks ago and they're growing out, but I just wanted to see if they looked grown out. So yeah, sorry, Mati. <laughs> Don't worry. Back to business. <laughs> so yeah, and I just take take it day by day because I know there's days I will feel like everything is horrible and I'll ha hate myself for that day. But then there's days where everything is wonderful and I love myself and I love everybody. And it's totally understandable because everybody has good days and everybody has bad days and we just have to learn with them, learn to live with them. So I take it day by day and, you know, Yeah, totally. I feel like that's a really amazing approach, not only for self-love, but like for many aspects in life, because you just have to go with the flow. I mean, life fluctuates all the time, and that's something we can't control. So I feel like our response really needs to adapt to those circumstances. And we need to realize that we won't have control, but we can control like our response to those situations in a way that benefits us. So I love that. I feel like it's super realistic to understand that not all days you're going to be obsessed with yourself. And, you know, that's part of the process. We can't skip it. Yeah. And the last thing I do is I own my mistakes and I try to do better. Love that. Because, again, with the flaws, if you accept something you did, that's the first step into changing that. So, you know. Yeah, I totally love that. I feel like, again, a common misconception is that, you know, people like who love themselves, like not necessarily a misconception, more so something that I constantly see is people who really, really love themselves struggle to admit that they're wrong. And I feel like there's so much strength in admitting that you made mistakes. And that's what truly sets apart like a noble person who loves and accepts themselves as they are because as Mati said they've realized that they're not perfect and they don't try to cover that up I feel like that's a very admirable trait within people and I personally like much more a person who can admit they were wrong than somebody who pretends to always be right oh my god I hate those people who pretend that they're perfect god yeah we all know you aren't I know like it's so Like, that simple trait makes them imperfect, you know? And I feel like I respect somebody so much more when they say, oh, yeah, I messed up, but this is how I'm going to fix it. Or I'm sorry, like, a genuine apology makes me respect somebody so much more than just them, like, avoiding the responsibility. That's yeah. so childish. For example, with celebrities, I gain so much respect with a celebrity when they come out and say like they messed up like i'm like yeah that makes you human and pretending you're perfect is totally not cool it's so last season but mati like i'm it's asking so because season. you're so <laughs> involved in like the hollywood world do you ever like feel like those apologies aren't genuine just because they were like scheduled by their publicists or like what's your criteria for that i mean i am talking about the celebrities that Like, you know, talk about their mistakes, not in a, uh, not in a very, I mean, publicist way, I guess it's how I put it. Mm -hmm. Because there's celebrities that, they'll, like, they acknowledge their flaws, for example, on Instagram, and they acknowledge 
For example, I love how Katy Perry isn't pretending to go right back to her to her pre-pregnancy body mm-hmm. just after she gave birth, which is a thing yeah. a lot of celebrities do. So I love it when they acknowledge, like, hey, we're human beings. We'll also have to go through post-pregnancy bodies. Totally. And I feel like along that line, like... The other day, I heard people talking about, like, Luisa Fernanda de Blue, which oh, is, Oh, God, you know... no. No, no, no. We are not going to talk about her in A this local. podcast. <laughs> Wait, but context, context. Like, basically, now that we're on the line of, like, pregnancy and stuff, you know, just, like, people covering up, like, the surgeries they get done and not admitting, like, that they got them done just because they want to appear like effortlessly beautiful but to the con like i feel like the approach should be the complete opposite like if i ask you who your plastic surgeon is help a girl out you know like it's a compliment i'm flattering you i also because- <laughs> want a nose job <laughs> yeah like you know help a girl out you know it's like if you ask somebody where they got their top from like you want to tell them you know like the more the merrier you know you you don't want to be in the way of somebody else's happiness and in addition to that there's like the whole topic of creating unrealistic beauty standards you know like if you have surgery please be open about it or else you're gonna be making a bunch of teenage girls get like eating disorders or like issues with their bodies because they think that you were born that way after you have had 15 surgeries highly we all know you got surgeries and it wasn't <laughs> just a nose job. But like, I love celebrities that are really, like, open about it. Like, I know um, Kristen Bell and Dex Shepard are very open about, about their mistakes and their marriage. And they, like, and they say, like, hey, we're married and we fight. And it's totally normal. So, you know, they don't give that unrealistic... They don't give that unrealistic, um, like, view of marriage a lot of celebrities do because, I mean, celebrities are usually very private. So you you see them get married and then two or three years later they get divorced and you just assume, like, they didn't work out. But, like, you never saw them fighting and you never... Like, they only walked the red carpets together. But, like, what mm-hmm. I love with them and a couple other celebrities, like, Gwyneth Paltrow is also very open. And I can't remember for... <laughs> like, there's a lot of celebrities that go on and say, like, yeah, oh, like, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. They were like, yeah, we fight. And that's totally normal. <laughs> and, yeah, I... F up and that is totally normal as well yeah totally i feel like um obviously whether they be celebrities or just regular people they're not gonna post <clears throat> sorry <laughs> they're not gonna fighting you know like like that's public suicide you know like whether they want to talk about it afterwards is like really empowering but you know we're, we're all familiar with the fact that social media is very much crafted towards the best part of our lives and even if you're going to talk about the not so pretty things you're most likely not going to show them as they're happening because you know those are moments people usually like to live on their own and also along what Mati said a couple who doesn't fight is not a couple you know like every human being is bound to clash with every other human being like can't avoid it and 
you know, like even if you have the same values and principles, you may have different ways of approaching them. Like no two people are exactly identical. And even if they are identical, they're going to, because they're going to want to prioritize themselves. I feel like there's no way to avoid this type of conflict. For sure. And so I really like that, like celebrities that even though like they don't show their lives I mean, nobody does except the Kardashians, but I feel like that is made <laughs> up. Um, like, they're open, and they're open in a way that's, like, not harmful to anyone. They're like, hey, I'm married, and hey, I fight with my husband. Totally okay. Mm -hmm. Normalize it. All right, so now we're going to move on. I think that we've already talked about it a little bit, but we're going to dive into a realistic conversation about self-love and how it's not going to be rainbows and unicorns every day, as Mati told us. So I think that we're just, it, it would be really like comforting for you guys to hear what our weaknesses are and what our kind of soft spots are. And sometimes the things that can make us not love ourselves as much, but we need to acknowledge them in order to improve them. So for me, the first one is definite is definitely academics in like every sense of the word. When I see that somebody gets a better grade on me in one specific test or when somebody gets a huge international opportunity that I haven't yet achieved or when somebody earns a title that I wanted, you know, anything like in that realm, I feel like I can get super insecure about. And I know deep down that I'm a very accomplished person in this sense, but I feel like it's that greed to always want more, to always want more things to add to my college applications, to always keep just like crafting all of these different skills that I want to be building up. So whenever I see like the slightest thing that somebody else is doing that I'm not doing, I feel like attacked. And, you know, it's kind of like it's a personal offense. And the worst part is this sometimes even happens when other people achieve something that I already have and that I'm already enjoying in that moment. You know, I feel like I lose a spotlight and I feel like so many of us can relate to this because this generation is undergoing a lot of academic pressure. And, you know, there's so many demands for us to be the best to get into a top school and blah 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 so I understand like where all of this is coming from and I feel like I'm trying to approach it with like compassion because every overachieving teen feels this and feeling it isn't going to make me do better like I can find motivation from other places and I can find motivation from love so I think I just need to treat myself a little bit better but yeah I would definitely say that academics are a huge weakness of mine uh same I feel <laughs> like I've always been a bit like a very competitive person so I feel like and I mean my parents always expected the best always expect the best from me not in a toxic way but like they're you're intelligent you have shown you're intelligent all your life and it's okay if you mess up but we know we and we know you can mess up and they're totally understanding but like they're also like you know, I expected better than this sometimes because they know I have the capabilities and they knew I could done better. So it always pushes me to do better, but it's always something like one of my soft, soft spots because as any human being, I hate being told I'm, told I'm wrong. <laughs> so when they tell me like, you could do better in my mind, I'm like, I know but I don't want you to tell me uh, I can yeah. do better. It's so different when you tell it to yourself versus when other people tell it to you. Yes, because when I tell it to myself, I'm like, yeah, I could do better. 
I could probably study a little bit more. But when somebody else says it, I'm like, <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would say like the next weakness for me is definitely popularity. And I know this can sound like very vain, but I feel like for my entire life, I've struggled with like feeling like completely loved and like fitting in in like a friendship group. So whenever I see like, some friends gather without me I feel like attacked I feel like sad like oh my gosh why didn't they invite me when in reality like they're their own people they are free to do whatever they want they don't need to invite me to every single thing they do like it's okay you know I I don't invite everybody I know to everything I do like we've all been there at some point but I still feel like just popularity is always something that makes that makes me kind of flinch and again like I feel like I can be kind of possessive with my friends. Like if I have one friend that's like outside of my friendship group and then I see like other of my friends starting to become friends with them, I can kind of feel like intimidated. Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, we're all morphing. Like I'm not special anymore. Yeah, I feel like a lot of me feeling special relies on like having like unique friends. <laughs> I get like protective of them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know if a lot of people struggle with that, but yeah, it's definitely always been something that kind of like stings a little when you see like other people getting together or you just see people that apparently have more friends. It's always been something tough for me to deal with, but I've just been trying to understand recently that I know who my true friends are and I don't need to go out every weekend with them just to prove that they're too f that they're true friends. I know deep down, they know deep down, bonds go so much further than a meal together that you post on your stories, you know? And sometimes if For people sure. hang out without you, then they'll learn to miss you, you know? Like, I feel like I appreciate it every time I get invited to do something with friends and I express that to them because I'm like so thankful. But at the same time, it's learning not to expect it, you know? And if you're so damn hurt about people like getting together without you, then you invite them, you know, like you can take the initiative. Not As long yeah. as you're not barging into their own plans. Like if you want to do something with people, then, you know, like set it up, you know? Yeah. I feel like always when like we don't go out that often, like just the two of us, but like when we get to do it, like last week, I went to your house and we recorded an interview for your podcast. And then like we went out to eat and I feel like we had like such a good conversation. It was so fun. Ate. Yeah, like we and... caught up on so many things and we enjoyed a nice meal together. Like it was such a good experience, even though we don't do it like every month, you know? Yeah, and it, it's okay to have, like, friends you go out often mm -hmm. with and then friends you don't go out often with. But the thing is, like, you want, like, the conversation with your friends. I mean, they don't always have to be, like, super deep and meaningful. Mm -hmm. But you want to feel, like, safe with them. Like, you can tell them things. Because yeah, if not, sure. then that's, that's not, like, a real true friendship. Totally. You guys, make sure to listen to the interview with Mati on Tasty Podcast. It'll be out on Thursday. It was so good. We talked about so many things. Mati was a lovely guest. What was a I lovely guest? being in your podcast. <laughs> Thanks, girl. That's the end of the self-promo. Okay. <laughs> and then lastly, like, I think that one of the things that kind of, like, sets me off in terms of self-love is my journey with self-growth. I feel like I have come a far way in terms of improving my flaws and, you know, correcting, like, the negative tendencies I had. 
but there is so much left for me to do. And there are so many things that I know I'm not doing well, but I haven't fixed yet, you know, and I feel like that's a really uncomfortable stage because, you know, you need to change, but you're not ready to do so or you're too lazy to do so. So I'm constantly seeing myself act in those ways that I know I don't like, but I'm not doing anything to fix it. And that leads to so many crises where I'm just crying in my room late at night because I hate the way I act towards certain people. I hate the way I, you know, have developed myself in a certain field. Like, I just feel so disappointed and I lose of sight all the achievements I've already done. And I just look forward and in the present and think about all the problems I currently have. So, yeah, it's definitely a little bit like overwhelming and I feel like the solution to that is accept myself as I am and then start working towards like the improvement but realize that I don't need that improvement to love myself like I can love myself as I am today and that doesn't mean I'm a bad person that's totally valuable and such a good piece of information (laughs) (laughs) okay so my flip side as says, I get a little soft and a little spiky again with my academical life. I feel like I have big goals in my life and I'm doing everything I can to achieve them. But when I see like somebody who's like achieving the same things as I am and maybe they're doing a, be- a bit better. I, I start to question myself. I start to question my grow, like my my worth and my growth as a person. And But then I get like snapped back to, into earth and I'm like, no, I am worth it even though like I don't have a perfect GPA or like a perfect mm-hmm. um, university application. I also get... I totally agree with that. I feel like um, looking at your like insecurities as well I feel like we have a couple of similar ones and that's like where why we're such good friends (laughs) but I feel like yeah you know this is a reflection of like so many teenagers that we struggle with this and I feel like as much as we can talk about it like I haven't truly internalized these types of things and these like positive affirmations so I don't know I feel like I need to keep listening to people telling me that I'm valuable as I am and that the university I get into is not my entire life yeah exactly and I also get like uh really soft with my friends because I've always valued friends so much because I had a lot of like trouble making friends when I was younger and so like my friends have always been like a very like um thing like a very I th- a thing I'm very careful about like I always make sure to uh, make them comfortable and like it's uh like an unconscious response to all mm-hmm. like the fights I had when I was younger because I really like I was bullied and I had like a really tough time when I was in like sixth grade so when whenever I see like my friends start going out without me I get I I get really like like in the defensive side Mm -hmm, of things like triggered and I also like it's totally okay but like I also feel like kind of abandoned which I know it's not Mm -hmm. true yeah I totally get that I feel like it's really similar to what happens with me and 
you know, like you've come so far, but I feel like it's really easy for these types of insecurities to resurface at any given time. And I just want to know, let you know that like I see you and I hear you and all of those emotions are like completely valid and like understandable. Thank you. And the last thing is my personal space. When I feel like somebody is way too like when somebody is has like the same likes as me and, and it's absolutely like super similar to me because I have obviously things in common with all of my friends. Like I have a lot of in common with you. I have a lot in common with my best friends. But when I feel like somebody is just like almost completely similar to me, I get a little like defensive because I feel like my personality has been constructed in so many different ways. So I when, when I feel like I'm just being put like in a pile, like when I see like Oof. people getting all my like personality traits and all my likes and dislikes, I get really like on with it. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is my personality. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like that's so surprising. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I think you put it into words because I feel the same. Like, haven't you ever felt like, for instance, you find like a really cool underground song and it's like your song. It's so special to you. And then you realize that somebody else likes that song, like knows about it or they know the band. Like, I just feel like, dang, I'm not like, I'm not the one anymore, you know, like I'm not original and unique and, you know, like authentic. I feel like I also get really like wound up with that. It's so interesting to hear. I would have never expected it from you. (laughs) I just like when when it starts to become like really similar in the, in a way that can be creepy like they like exactly <laughs> the same things as I do and they do exactly the same things as I do and everything is like similar I start to get like freaked out and so I immediately like pull back and say like no <laughs> so yeah wow we're going to move on and we're going to give you like tips we that have worked for us and growing to love ourselves and really build self-love. So, Taze, go ahead. Okay, so I want to take a look at self-care from like two aspects, the external one, and the internal one, because I feel like, as I said at the beginning, you know, it's divided into those two fronts. So the external is, I feel like, tangible things you can actually do and like actions you can take that will make you feel loved and you'll be like oh look at me I'm loving myself and then internal things are like mindset shifts and you know like thinking patterns and those types of things so for the external ones what works for me is I do a face mask every Sunday and I leave it on for like 15 minutes and it's just me like knowing that I'm doing a face mask for myself if that makes sense it's like a little treat you know I carve out the time to do it and it's a peel off one so it's like really fun and I just you know seeing myself do these types of things makes me realize and believe that I love myself I journal every night and it's really therapeutic for me to just get out of my thoughts and emotions on paper and leave them there at the end of the day so that I can go to bed with peace and not feel like I'm carrying a weight all the time I cannot describe the impact that journaling has had on me. I feel like it's such a good outlet and I've learned to like live with it in such a healthy way. Another thing that I do is read consistently and I feel like both for pleasure but also for education. I feel like a way of self-love is also doing the things that sometimes 
you don't necessarily look forward to, but you feel so full after doing them. And so that's why I read for like education and sometimes like really dense material for the aim of like learning things and, you know, becoming more knowledgeable, but at the same time also separating time for like leisure reading and things that I genuinely enjoy, like a good fiction book. I feel like that is also just doing things you like and enjoy is a really good form of self-care. Also meditating. I'm not an expert at this, but I'm trying to get into it and just, you know, tell myself like positive things, set my intentions for the day, try to clear my head um, because I do this in the morning. So for the day ahead, I feel like is really helpful to just get in the right headspace. The podcasts I listen to are a great form of self-love because it's content that is helpful for me. That makes me feel good that, you know, helps me like improve and grow so I feel like catering that has been a huge form of self-love working out because it's good for you know hormones endorphins all of that and just surrounding myself by good people people that make me feel good but also you know tell me when I mess up and help me grow then for the more like internal way of self-care Um, I think that's something really important is learning to say no when you feel like something is going to hurt you. And I know this is like a really big cliche, but sometimes, you know, navigating things, you know, being able to say like, no, I can't go out this weekend because I have too much on my plate already. Or, you know, distinguishing things that make you feel fulfilled afterwards versus things that don't. And, you know, not feeling bad for setting those types of boundaries. And speaking of boundaries, I've also learned to develop boundaries in terms of like WhatsApp and, you know, texting people, which can be very stressful for me because I, it's struggle. It's a struggle for me to navigate, like responding to people promptly. So setting boundaries of like, you know, Every night after a certain amount of time, like, I'm not going to demand myself to respond to people. They'll just have to wait until tomorrow. And it's a way to respect myself and my time to rest. Also focusing and prioritizing on myself in whichever way that may be, you know, investing time in myself, in my activities, in my schoolwork, in whatever I think will benefit me. And yeah, those are like the guides for external and internal self-care. Additional little things that help for my self-love is affirmations. As I said, there are a lot of things that I know intellectually, but don't necessarily like internalize that much. So repeating them to myself out loud is really helpful. Things like that I know I can achieve all my goals and dreams and just building that self-faith and that self-trust so that I can be in the right headspace to actually achieve them. And lastly, something that really helps me love myself is have little folders of praise. So for instance, on my notes app, I have a little folder of nice things people have said to me or things that I can refer to if I ever want my self-esteem to be boosted, like nice memories. And this is just nice things that people have said of you that make you feel like valuable. So I have on my notes, on WhatsApp, I've like starred special messages to me. On my email, I've like, you know, starred or like flagged important things that like mentors have said to me that make me really proud and I also have a folder on my phone of screenshots you know if somebody said it's like an Instagram DM or just stuff like that having many different options that I can turn to if I'm feeling like I'm lacking in the self-love department to just prove to myself again it's about proving it to yourself based off of what other people have said to just really remind myself of how valuable I am that is so cute yeah (laughs) Uh, well, so my tips are disconnecting from the world when you feel like you're overwhelmed. Because again, as life 
as the year starts to really full on go and you know we have now school and we have this podcast and we have a ton of other projects we're doing you know things get overwhelming so one thing i do is i do not work unless it's completely like unless i have the exam tomorrow and i do not understand the topic i do not work in things from school after 9 p.m. period because i feel like normal life that please yeah Everybody is like, I had to stay until 12 last night. And I'm like, no, I prefer doing things in the afternoon. So yeah. then I can get a good night of sleep because I know uh-huh. I do I do not work if I don't have my good night of sleep. Exactly. And people complain about like having to stay up late. But in reality, it's probably them like not administrating their time properly and procrastinating. Exactly. And then they brag about it or pretend that they're like the victim and expect other people to be compassionate about it. You know, like it, that winds me in a different way (laughs) yeah like for example our school is very academically challenging but like everybody's like i had to stay up until 3 a.m because i couldn't do this project and i was like you put that upon yourself like yeah i I manage my time and i go to sleep by 10 p.m every night Totally. Thanks, mom, to intro. Thanks my- to my mom and my dad to introdu- <laughs> for like introducing me yeah. to like actual. Because all my friends are like, no, I stayed up until eleven in my phone, and but like my mom at ten o'clock, she just goes, it's ten o'clock. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sleep. Because and that's, that's really, really valuable to me. Sleeping well is really I, important. I I know if I don't get seven hours of sleep, I am unuseful the other day like i won't <laughs> do a single thing yeah which... and i get really cranky as well yeah and like if i go to school with less than seven hours of sleep then i won't like there's no not a single piece of information will get on my brain <laughs> so you know that like disconnecting from the world after 9 p.m like just put yourself on a way Put your computer away. Well, you can watch Netflix or YouTube or whatever because that's winding down activities. Like, put your cell phone away. Don't respond to any more emails. Stop doing homework. Stop studying. Read a good book. Watch a good show. Meditate. Whatever you want. But put everything, like, that overwhelms you away. I also I have a safe. I also have a safe, safe space which is my room and it's like I I go out like in my house I like to study in the balcony I like to study in the living room because it's a nice for example in online school weeks it's a nice change of scenery than just being like in my room all day all days so like but when I'm feeling like overwhelmed and when I'm feeling stressed I like go into my room and like turn down all the lights and put on my fairy lights and just like put in a nice song and just wind down for a little while that's beautiful I I love that I also like found things that comfort me like a TV show that I really like and that I know I won't get tired of, aka Grey's Anatomy, that I <laughs> like. I already know what's happening, so I know I'm not gonna be stressed about it. So it's comforting, or like a movie, or a book I reread a lot of times because or I food. already know what's. <laughs> oh, 
or food. I also like like taking walks. And sometimes it feels like an obligation because I have so many things to do. But I like and I put my mom like on this task. Like you have to make me go out and take that walk because I need it. It's important mm-hmm. to my mental health. Again, because like sometimes men self-care things aren't that attractive, but you feel really good after doing them. Yeah, because I'll be like, no, I have to do this homework and this homework. And my mom is like, no, you're out of the door. Come back in an hour. <laughs> and after that hour, I have like a new perspective. I just spent an hour walking around, listening to music I love, winding down. And you have you more mental get, clarity. Yeah, and a lot of energy as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And I also have to like learned to say no like you are like for example we I know we are both very busy at the moment so like I am not taking any more projects than I already had like at at the beginning of the year I made a a list of all the projects I wanted to do this year and like organize myself to do those projects but that's what I'm doing because there's so many projects I don't have the time to like put on some more. And I'm sure like as I'm checking them out, there's going to be some new ones that come on in. But like I just really need to like have my planner and have things. And, you know, being able to gain that ability of saying no, like, no, I can't go to eat today with you because... I just can't. That's really important. You know, being able to like set those boundaries. It's it's life changing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now moving on, we're going to do the Q&A. We put a story on Instagram and one of you guys uh, asked us a question about self-love. And it's, how do you build self-confidence without comparing yourself? So, Taze, go ahead. Okay, so shameless self-promo, make sure you follow us on the Instagram at our point is podcast so that you can contribute to the episodes every week. And thanks, Sophie, for this lovely question. So I feel like it's a really tricky one because it can be really tempting to compare others that are quote unquote below you so that your self-esteem is like boost is like boosted. But I think that in order to be able to build that self-love in a really genuine way, that's actually going to stick You just have to do things that make you fall in love with yourself. What makes you feel full, like fulfilled, satisfied, proud? What is your dream person? What does that look like? Who around you do you think is cool? And what can you do in order to achieve that? Those are really important questions to ask yourself. You can journal about them. But just like the beautiful thing about life is that you are your own sin and Every day you have the opportunity to transform that into something you think is totally awesome. So for instance, whether it be like switching up your fashion style or becoming more involved with this initiative that you think is cool or changing your friendship circle or exploring new music, like really superficial things or really transcendental things, like what makes you feel excited about yourself and start acting on that daily, regularly, keep coming back to it and keep molding it as you evolve. I think you like 
if you're not completely in love with yourself right now, then what can you do in order to feel that way? And there are some things we can't change. There are some things we can't change. Make sure you understand like what you want to negotiate and what you think you can't change. And I feel like just reconstructing your personality with what makes you vibrate in the best way possible is really going to help you like fall in love with yourself. And for instance, in my case, that was learning that I thrived off of having things to do and having different interests to pursue and exploring everything that the world in my context has to offer. And I feel like unconsciously, I started unraveling that side of myself and falling in love with it. So I invite you to explore that for yourself. That's really good advice. Now, I understand, like, not comparing to yourself to others is difficult, especially when you want to feel worth it. But I, you just have to do your best to accept yourself and to love yourself. And, you know, what works for me is doing the things I love. So, you know, when I feel like I am, again, lacking in the self-love department, when I'm feeling down, I um, go to the things I love. I read a book, I um, watch a movie, and things like that. Dude, I think that when I was deleting the slides, I accidentally deleted your favorites. Do you remember them, or should I undo it to the point that it reappears? (laughs) No, 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 don't worry, I remember them. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, anyway, okay. Don't worry. Um, yeah, <laughs> we make presentations each week or we, like plan the episodes, and at the end we like delete the extra slides. So I made a little bit of a mistake there, but I owned up to it. See, we're <laughs> we're being the example that we're walking the talk, basically. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah time for the weekly favorites so this week i bring to you a decision i made a card game and a song so the decision is i have a purse that is bigger than like the purses i had growing up you know like when you were young when you were like a tween and you would go out and you literally had like a tiny purse just for your phone and like your wallet well as you grow sometimes you may want like that's a a bigger purse that's what i use (laughs) i only use like little purses yeah, well, I, I started to feel the need to put more things in it. So in this bigger one that I have, I, like, last year I started to drink a lot of water because, like, quarantine and everything. And I think my body got used to it. So whenever I leave the house, I'm always thirsty because I can't bring, like, my bulky water bottles with me. So uh, the other day at school, like, in a meeting, they gave me a little water bottle that's, like, the perfect size. It fits in my bag. So, like... I keep it in there, you know, and I can refill it, but it's so nice to just have it in there whenever I get thirsty and I'm not in a restaurant, I can just sip and refresh myself. And it's just so genius because there's nothing worse than feeling like a dry throat. I mean that and chapped lips. So, you know, I feel like putting that water bottle in there has been so helpful and it has saved me so many times. Then for the card game is a card game that I recently introduced to Mati. It's Monopoly Deal. Now, I feel like we all (laughs) share like the struggle with Monopoly and the fact that it's so long to play. But this card game is only 15 minutes and you don't need to set up like a board. It's just literally like cards. It's so fun. I like 
I have been loving to navigate card games because it's like thinking, but, you know, like trying to be smart and think logically, like in a different way, but also not being scared to make mistakes, especially if you're new to something. So I've been loving playing Monopoly Deal and understand, like experimenting different techniques, knowing what works best for me and building up like rules inside of my head. I really love that aspect of like card games or games in general, which is like structuring myself on how I'm going to approach them. And lastly, we have a song, which is called Love My Way by the Psychedelic Furs. You probably know it because it's a classic and I fell back in love with it after watching Call Me By Your Name. And I just think like it is such a groovy beat, you know, I just visualize myself like in some house party along the future, listening to this song like with very special people like i just think it's so cool and it's so vibey so if you haven't heard it i invite you to listen to it because it's awesome okay my favorites this week are a thing that happened to me um a nap and um Okay, and a card game. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Forgot there for a minute. So uh, the thing that happened to me is that I was elected as one of the candidates for student body president in our school. Thank you. And I am so excited because this is something I have wanted to be for a long time. So I am officially running for student body president and I'm so excited and so pumped for all of the rotten and for whatever results the world yeah, brings Yeah, I definitely us. deserve it. You're an excellent candidate. If you go to school with us, please vote for her. <laughs> Self-promo. Okay, so the app is my Spotify. Oh. And again, self-promo, go follow me. <laughs> I love my Spotify. My Spotify, it, I feel like it's really aesthetic. I have a lot of playlists for a lot of moods. I have playlists like based on the songs of my favorite artists so it's just songs from them and i just love listening to my playlists and i organized it this week i like made new playlists and changed the covers because they were white and i wasn't feeling the white anymore so i put them like on a black aesthetic and yeah oh wait let me look at that girl i've been keeping up with your spotify this week you have listened to literally no other playlist than the one from coldplay ah <laughs> uh, ah uh, oh I rihanna two songs rihanna. to at 2 a.m and i listen to rihanna <laughs> but like the thing is almost every like recent playlist i've made has coldplay in it because i i rediscover rediscovered them and i love them and i am obsessed with them and chris martin marry me please <laughs> please <laughs> and the card game is monopoly deal dad introduced me to it like last week and it's so fun you guys it like, is she, she won everything because i had no idea how to play <laughs> it but it is great like it's super fun yeah i had a blast playing with you we need to like redo that yeah, we have to get we together need to do, like, again. a tournament and get more people to play with us. <laughs> God. So that is it for this week's episode, guys. I hope you had as much fun as we did and you learned a thing or two. Yeah, we had such a blast recording. Again, sorry for not releasing an episode last week. We hope this one was good enough to compensate for that. And hopefully you are loving yourself in a really realistic way. You are compassionate with yourself in this upcoming week. And 
whether or not you're you are happy with yourself so yeah have a nice week you guys bye bye Well, that is it for this week's episode. We would like to clarify that we're not specialists. Everything we share is based off experiences and research. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Our Point is Podcast. We love the feedback we get through there and interacting with you guys. You can also contact us through our email, ourpointispodcast at gmail.com. Please tag us on your stories and posts. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe, whatever your platform lets you do. It, will, it would help us out a lot because reviews are the only way we can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, we read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, go right ahead. Go ahead and spread this episode with any family or friends you think will like it. We would love if you share your opinions about this episode with us. Remember, you can do it through a message in Anchor or our email. Make sure you, to check out the show notes. There's our favorite moments of the episode listed down there alongside with links to everything we mentioned here today. Remember to join us every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you for your time and for joining us in our journey to understanding the problems of the world. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you have a wonderful week.